poop on me? What? (laughs) (sighs) Good evening, Meat Suits. Please, whatever you do, do not poop on him. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. Season four, just three guys with perfect opinions who like watching movies and talking about them. Mm. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, hanging out in North Koreatown, Los Angeles. I'm joined today by my good friend, at Anthony Lopez, part two in Southeast Portland, or on Twitter. He's in Southeast Portland, mm-hmm. and he mostly just wants to talk to you about dinosaurs. It's Anthony Lopez. <laughs> I like that they're, this movie is so heavily pushing for things to have feathers. Yeah, I mean, I've been pushing for this everything to have feathers my coats my dinosaurs my yeah. laptop i got yeah. a big old feather on my apple watch i have one of those feather earrings like mr t's got a feather in his cap i got a oh, feather yeah. in my cap yeah he earned it yeah um yeah. also joining us today he's at hunbun on letterboxd where you can see more of his film brief film reviews um from the woods of arkansas where he's constantly adding tiny little cartoon bits to his home movies it's mr hunter donaldson oh yeah hey i'm perfect my opinions are perfect uh wouldn't it be funny if i hated this movie that's something i thought about halfway through this movie i was like this would be an impossible movie to hate and it it would would be be hilarious very surprised i i i mean we'll talk about it when i get to but i this is uh one of those types of movies that like I, I didn't really know much about it going in, and I was positive in like the first thirty seconds that I was gonna hate it. Uh, oh. Then I was completely oh. won over. Uh, Interesting. Well, that's lucky. Yeah. I I wish I could have watched it that way instead of with you telling us how important it was to watch because that always sets up a difficult. I didn't say it was important. I said it you was very no, good. The way you said, but it was all caps. I guess the, the yeah. enthusiasm of your messages about it made me get definitely gave me some expectations so well, i would have liked to have had fewer expectations very good uh, i'm um, glad i convinced you all, us all to watch it yeah so let's talk about it first let me thank the we have a couple things to do before we get to the movie first i want to thank all of our meat buddies who help keep this show just dragging ass down the tracks you can go to metreon.com if you want to join them and we really appreciate everybody who keeps the show going supports us um before we jump into the movie first up our first segment of the day the news couple little stories I want to talk about today. We're going to do two little quick stories. First up, um, as you obviously know, Tuesday, yesterday, when we're recording this, uh, May the 4th, also known as Star Wars Day or Disney's 420. So my first question, (laughs) my first question is, is Star Wars Day still fun? Is the magic gone? Uh, I mean, for me, I think... It, yeah, no, I think, I think, how long has it even been a thing? I feel like it just popped up at some point well, in my life, but it didn't I, yeah, make sense when it did. Yeah, it feels like a thing that, like, it was like a joke that people would say, and yeah. then Hallmark got involved. That's yeah, how it, it became feels. like a real marketing thing, but yeah. like, it's not like this started in the 80s, like back when Star Wars was right. hotter than hot. I mean, you know, and it, people could have come up with it then, because May has always sounded that yeah. way. If yeah, you say actually, it with the right oh my speech God. impediment, it was right how there. How stupid are we? As a sp- <laughs> how people long in the 80s, it took yeah. us to do May the 4th? Seriously. Well, doesn't it feel like the type of thing that, like, one, a marketing executive with, like, a flip calendar one day just saw it and, like, (gasps) slowly, like, the end of Usual Suspects dropped into the (laughs) ground (laughs) and, like, realized, went and kicked open George's door? 
I like the epiphany that that visual is good, but there's also another visual you could do where somebody's frantically going through every single date in the calendar, just looking for a connection. Yeah, just you've got whatever a of Disney interns find. that are like, find me new holidays. <laughs> I mean, it, this is why I said for Disney's 420 is it feels like a thing that was like a cool thing to say. And then at some point it started to feel like the companies were involved and yeah. it's not fun anymore. Yeah. Is, I mean, obviously I never celebrated, so it's not really my, but that was, is that a fair yeah, analogy? I mean, I, I sort of, you know, uh, as we all know, when I'm a pretty, uh, I was a pretty big Star Wars fan, but I did sort of Indeed. leave my, uh, leave my uh, fandom on that in that theater seat when I went to go see Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, I mean, I I don't think, like, May the 4th is one of those things. Like, I remember the first time I heard it in, like, high school as, yeah. like, a joke somebody said, right? right? Like, on May the 4th. I don't know when the corporations and it became, like, a big, actual celebrated day. Um, but I definitely think that, like, they, the Soas brand has not been handled super well. I do like it as like if you're going to do stuff like uh, like Star Wars, the new batch is new animated, the bad batch, the new animated show, like premiering that yesterday. I thought it was like, that's a good sure. use of the day doing yeah. something like dropping new content. Uh, but when it's just like I saw someone posted um, uh, like a meme, a local police department posted that had like may the force be with you. And it was like c- police force, like cops. <laughs> oh my uh, god, no! They just you... it all the ways. Yeah. yeah well, so this is actually what there should be. There should be some system that automatically watches all police department Twitter accounts, yeah. and uh, whatever yeah, they do, yeah. it immediately stops doing that anywhere else. It's just yeah. like, yeah. Hey guys, this thing is over. Yeah. Um. But like, when I see stuff like that, or like companies and brands that have nothing to do with Star Wars, and they're like, "Oh, we got to get in on this," and it's like that. This is just weird. This is not. Yeah. This is not uh, like a real holiday. I mean, I guess it's not. What are real holidays, right? Like Valentine's Day. I'm sure. Right. Somebody made a, up every holiday at one point. Yeah. A few decades after Valentine's Day, a bunch of people were on whatever the version of the podcast. I guess the radio. Uh, I guess <laughs> complaining about it, but like maybe in a hundred years, May 4th will be like a legit holiday. I'm sick and tired off. of this president's day business. Not a real holiday. No presidents were made on this day. Anyway, yeah. please buy uncle Jake's tonic. Yeah. Yeah. Classic yeah. early podcasting bit. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, it's, 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 it's almost, but not quite as bad as the, uh, it's National Donut Day. It's the the sibling day. Like the people who just the it's the it's what it is is it's morning TV local TV shows that have to fill content every day, even though nothing happens in your shit town. And so they just have to look at the calendar of made up holidays and be like, we're talking about pizza slices today because it's natural pizza National Pizza Slice Day. Mm. Like it's that terrible content farm that this feels like it's getting closer to. Okay, but I bring this up first to ask you that. And then second of all, to talk about another thing that was released, a little bit of content from the Star Wars universe, um, which was the 15-second video on Twitter where Disney unveiled their most advanced lightsaber flashlight prop ever. Um, And uh, so before, you basically had two choices. You either had had the ones that went like... uh, cone in slightly larger cone in slightly larger cone yeah yeah they telescopes you yeah you turn it it would telescope out look cool 
but it was flimsy and the light was real bad. Or you have the real, the already solid tubes that don't go in and out, but have really great lights and good feel. Right. Yeah. Like, so and, like and right feel. now, if, if <laughs> yeah. you, right now, if you win, they've got so great like, saber feel. You they just saber have feel. The, you exactly. just really, this is Alex's in-depth saber review. <laughs> it's like, just, you, you, you got to hold one. You well, can't you judge one. Did you, you guys, have, one of, have you guys had, because I definitely had a telescoping one, oh, a couple yeah, telescoping sure. I've, had, I've had a little of both. A little yeah. column yeah. A, a little column B. And so they, uh, there is like right now, if you go to Disneyland and pay the $150, you can get one of those sort of non-telescoping, yeah. really nice sort of, yes. you know, collective yeah, good saber feel. version ones. Yeah. 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 So what the, so they announced in this, where they showed in this 15 second video uh, was the next iteration of this, the most realistic lightsaber yet. And um, this was actually leaked a month ago in patents. And there's a great article from The Verge that shows how it actually works. Yeah, but now like it, two it measuring is measuring tapes. It's two measuring tapes, basically, yeah. inside the two. So it's using classic measuring tape technology. So if you think about a measuring tape, it is spooled up in one end, but when it goes out, it's fairly stiff. So you have two of those inside a plastic, a piece of plastic, and it foomps out, looks really good, stays solid, has great light in it, good saber feel, it seems like. Anyway, they seem cool. I mean, we assume they get the saber feel right, because yes. yeah. why would that? But who knows, expensive. it could introduce, yeah. you know, the weight might be off, oh, you know what I mean? True. You want yeah. like a solid balanced feel. I assume it's got a heavy handle. Yeah, it might um, have a heavy handle, and that could be a problem. You know, we want good. We want the feel. The feel's got to be right because it's not I, just a toy. I think it could go well. Well, yeah. I mean, if you really just want good, because you still can't fight with it. It's too expensive and too fragile. Like what you still want, <sighs> ass. But give me really one want, that I, where I can kill a guy with just, it. No, like, no, no, not killing. You just want a wrapping paper tube. Still the best lightsaber. All these that's years. True, on. actually, because yeah. you could just really go ham. Because you and can that's wail. Yeah. Yeah. You want maybe a pool noodle if you're wet, but that's the real lightsaber. Well, have okay. you ever gotten down those YouTube rabbit holes when you just see like a clickbait and it's like, we invented a real lightsaber? <laughs> and no, you're like, I would not click on that because no, that sounds I, like a lie. Yeah, well, they they are lies because they're always like, well, yeah, it's a tube with a giant thing of propane attached to it. <laughs> so it's, not it's, a good saber feel. Yeah, you yeah, have to carry exactly. the whole tube tank around. <laughs> But yeah, this, so this thing right here is going to, I kind of misread the headline when I first saw it, and I thought that they would be for sale, but then well, so the, yeah, the story is that these are a prop that they're going to use yes. in their new show, but presumably, if the technology is good, they will sell these for $1,000 when you buy yeah. your $1,000 Stormtrooper helmet or whatever, they'll, yeah. But I, that's because what they're going to be for. So next year, Disney is releasing, uh, uh, is starting like a Star Wars cruise, right? And I think as someone who's like, a, I'm a fairly, you know, I haven't been to Disneyland in a long time, but I really love theme parks and I'm like always yeah. interested in what theme parks are doing. And this thing that Disney has been pushing with Star Wars as a brand specifically is like these are really immersive theme parks, right? Like, yeah. so if you say it, the really like, this, the Star Wars land itself has like a lot of very emotive elements. So you know what? You know what? This is character. clearly. It, we're just getting closer and closer to it's Westworld, Westworld right? every day. We're building mm-hmm. towards Westworld. You're going to be able to kill an actual. Yeah. But like, you're going to be able to kill an actual stormtrooper, and then they they're a robot, so you don't have to feel bad. Right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And like right now, and then, and then also land, the other stuff that happens. Yeah, you also get to have sex with, with the stormtroopers. Yeah, with the stormtroopers. Yes. Have sex with a dead stormtrooper. You know, go crazy. No, I'm not a black hat. But yeah, uh, no. 
right now, so, like, there's, like, if you stay at one of the hotels, you can get this kind of immersive experience when you go into the park at night, and there's, like, the story thing you have to do, and the cruise that they're starting up next year is going to be that, like, plus a thousand, right? It's the entire cruise is a narrative, right? When the ship gets okay, boarded so, by the... So, tell me right away, Anthony, how do you feel about this? Is this good or is this whack? It's it's in, it's insane and silly. I don't know if I would actually like want to get involved. Like if I'm going to go on a vacation, I'm not going to go and role play for four days. That sounds terrible, right? Yeah, the idea I want, of having to talk to actors that long it just sounds exhausting. Yeah, but I do <laughs> think the idea of like getting like a little Star Wars movie over like a few days while you're on uh, a boat or something is great. I mean, what I what I just think of, like, did you not think of, like, how this can go bad? Like, there's a lot of stuff about what happens when, like, cruise ships break down and everyone loses their mind, right? Yeah. What happens when you have a bunch of resistance actors and first order actors and the power goes out and then it just becomes a real life occupation and resistance oh, movement? Yeah. You know? Oh, man. Yeah. Like. Wait, so wait, you can be you can be the empire. That's an option. No, so the oh, okay, good, the good. narrative is going to be that you are on a cruise. It gets boarded by the first rebellion, and there's resistance people on the ship. Sure, and okay. they like do a story in front. And of at you. some point, you kill the captain, throw him overboard. Yeah, and that's what these lightsabers are going to be for. So the actors can you know whip out real looking lightsabers and get in lightsaber fights and that's stuff like fun. That. Yeah, and it's. Dude, you know what would be more fun, though, is if we all had toil- had uh, wrapping paper rolls and we just hit each other with them. You know, though, the thing I don't like about this, it, to, to, just to be negative about it real, real quick, is that it feels like what they've done is they're taking the Star Wars brand and they're like, nobody new is ever going to like this. So how do we <laughs> just kind of make it like as luxury? How do we just milk the people that like it already? Right. Listen, here's yeah. it's, give us... Yeah, I mean, that was what when I was walking around the Star Wars land last year before uh, Pando was like, um, oh, you'd like a $10,000 custom droid. It was like, wasn't this supposed to be a kid park? (laughs) Yeah, like what? (laughs) I mean, Star Wars is essentially children of men, right? They don't. Yeah. New fans aren't born anymore. (laughs) And we're all just watching us all get older and die. Right. All right. So one more very quick story then. For this, this will be lightning round because I don't want to bring this up real fast. But Blue Origin, the space startup founded by Jeff Bezos, announced this week that they are accepting. Uh, they're starting to accept or they're getting ready to accept payment for the first rides on their uh, rocket ship, New Shepard. So it's the it's going to be the first actual all tourist rocket that you can just buy. Wow. Um, and, you ever uh, want to die by being blown up horribly? <laughs> well, <laughs> Jeff Bezos, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sitting near Jeff Bezos in a cowboy hat. Yeah, um, look, Dude, I, don't I bet be... your family would get primed forever. So, like, <laughs> yeah, kind of balances out. <laughs> every yeah, but you have to call. You have to like chat with them every year, and they're like, "Hey, why did my prime get canceled? Don't you remember? Dad died in a fireball in oh, Texas." Oh. And they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry." Yeah. <laughs> um. Here's the thing. So it's going to launch on July 20th. Is going to be their first commercial flight, beating um, SpaceX's commercial flights later in the year. Although, crucially, cool. SpaceX is talking about putting people in a rocket that is going to orbit the Earth. New Shepard is designed to carry up to six passengers at a time who ride just to 100 kilometers up, just to the edge of space, get three minutes of weightlessness, and then return to Texas. So you're paying, and what would you pay for six minutes of being uncomfortable? Well, okay, hmm. so you know those rides 
going back to amusement parks, yeah. the ones yeah. that like you strap in and they shoot you just straight up. Yeah, they shoot you up like two hundred feet and then drop yeah. you down. You know. Yeah. So I pay about four dollars per ride for one of those, <laughs> and that gets right. me to two hundred feet. Yeah. So if I times that, yes, by how high they're getting. I'd say like $90 maybe. Does that math check <laughs> right. out? Great, great point. So let me just do this whole math for you. Um, so it's 100 kilometers, which is 328,000 feet. Uh, and you said you were going 200 feet on the other one. So this is $4. actually 1640 yeah. times your $4. So it actually should, you should be willing to pay up to $6,500, Anthony, mm. um, to, by your math. The price is estimated to be well north of $500,000. And wow. it just, the thing is like, I'm so big on space and I want there to be space things that we can just do. But this one, you're, it's basically a hot air balloon. That's more dangerous. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just one of those tethered hot air balloon rides where you just go up and then back down. But for it's six, it's like seven minutes. It'll be longer to take a hot air balloon ride, and you're on top of a tank of propane that blows up. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, I was really interested, and then you said five hundred thousand dollars. And let me. I have my bank account actually pulled up right here. Let me just real quick. Uh, just click into that now. You know, I don't think I'm. I think I'm going to pass. Right actually, now. just barely. Just. Barely. I was mostly reading this in case my parents are listening. We're thinking about buying this for my birthday. I just. I think there's other <laughs> things. It's just not what I want right now. As much as I would like a T-shirt that's like I didn't quite die with Jeff Bezos. Um. Anyway, it's like. I mean, Almost wanna, cool. It's going to be cool one, one day. Dude, this would be first so version is if, so lame. I mean, like, to be honest, if my mom came over and said that she bought me a $500,000, like, gift, I would be like, oh, my God, Mom, are, are you in trouble? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, your parents have a history of winning lotteries, so for That's them it would make more That's sense. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But I, like, even with that, like... Yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's would be my assumption is we must have won the lottery again, and it must have been real big this time. <laughs> I mean, I mean five hundred thousand is like a house in some cities. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, five hundred thousand is a mansion in you can most non-city house around you know, here like, for that. Yeah, you yeah, can get yeah, an amazing yeah. house around yeah, here in Detroit. That. That's yeah. five hundred thousand houses, I think. But, yeah. I mean, um, it is in it LA. Is, that's like not a house for right, sure. Yeah, you could not get yeah. a house here for that. What What blows my mind about when I read stuff like this is just like, oh, the rich, like that, like it's like having that much trouble spending their money <laughs> like that yeah. is like you just right. you have you have yeah. so much money that you're like i just don't know what to spend it on and it's I like think it's got to be like all dogecoin people where it's like yeah. i know i don't deserve this money right or like i've said before fucking the only way to actually make this worth it is if the money is for like six rich people and one flat earther that gets the ride <laughs> yeah. for free. Right. Oh, please. Right? No. Please. Can just we do like, that? No. Just, yeah. don't, give them the, don't give them a no, free rocket on. just because they're we dumb. Just, we can, we'll destroy them. It will yeah. destroy them. No, yeah. Okay. Look, they're all, they all kind of know already. So they, they're all. I don't believe that. I don't believe yeah. that. I think they, so they're really to, bought we, in. We have so many cameras that we have launched that go up and around the earth. We can do this at any moment. It's so easy. Right, but this would oh, be, yeah. they would do it. They would yeah. be the ones that did it. And then they would have to explain has, they have hey, to okay the only hey. way i'll accept your deal anthony is if they record a video apologizing and then it doesn't stick the landing yeah no okay <laughs> first off alex i just want to say this we've sent cameras up there i've seen cameras 
you know, do all types of crazy shit with lightsabers and force mm. powers. Yeah, they can do all types of stuff with CG. That right. whole footage it's, it's, is all. It's fake, not worth you know? arguing with people like that. Don't you know, give them the a problem. free rocket. Yeah. yeah, but now we figured it out. Is that now that they're going to be like, no, it wasn't. We didn't really go up. It was a simulator or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. They just showed us, and there were really good screens outside. Yeah. yeah, please give me another ride. It's not fair. We don't want to reward I, this. My I thing mean, about the five hundred thousand dollar part is that anytime I find like I'm I'm looking at something and I'm like oh what is the price of this and it's like and I look at it and I can see the price and it's like something crazy like that I always get this feeling of like how why was I able to see the price of it <laughs> <Yeah>. at all <laughs> like I, it always makes me feel like oh weird that you can even see that because you'd think like if it cost five hundred thousand dollars you just wouldn't see the price because. It's just for insanely well, rich people that can yeah. just do. Th- you know what I mean? You like, will notice yeah. that's why I said estimates are nor- well north of five hundred thousand dollars because you can't oh. just see the price. But people yeah. have written articles about people, people have who have heard out. the price. Yeah, this is, yeah, it's like having a baby where it's like yes. you don't know how much it costs, but people can sort of figure people it out. Do it. Yeah, the New York Times will occasionally write a story about. It. Okay, I mean, we do because just... we have so much movie to talk about. Well, Anthony, I just so... want to say one more thing that. Okay. A flight to space could be five hundred thousand dollars, but guillotines. Uh, can be like fifty bucks if you know it's right. You know what I mean. I don't know what right, that kind of of metal, but I'm open to it. All right, yeah. um, we got to move on because we got to talk about a movie. Yeah. All right, now welcome to segment two: the homework. Isn't it nice to have the format back? It's fun. All right, so yeah. to the homework. this week, we watched a movie together on Anthony's request. We watched The Mitchells versus The Machines, the 2021 mm-hmm. animated film from Sony Animation Studios, written and directed by Mike Rionda and Jeff Rowe, uh, both former Gravity Falls writers, yes. and produced by Lord and Miller, with voices from Danny McBride, Abby Jack- Jacobson, Maya Rudolph, Mike Rion- Rionda, there he is, Eric Andre, Olivia Coleman, Fred Armisen, Beck Bennett, John Legend, and Chrissy Teigen as the perfect couple. Yeah, a small Plus, cameo from Conan O'Brien. Conan o- a little bit of Conan O'Brien, available yeah. to you right now on Netflix. Uh, before we talk about it, let me get you caught up in case you haven't seen it yet. I'll keep the spoilers low. It's mostly stuff you could figure out from the title. Um, Katie Mitchell is a quirky, fun teenager, but in a way that people who eventually go to Caltech Animation School are quirky and fun. Um, so she is the representative of the writer, directors, and pretty much everybody who worked on this film. She doesn't like her dad, who is a boomer comic strip, uh, just walking around complaining about kids <laughs> these days, looking at their phones when they could be experienced in life. Um, just then, Apple unveils a new product. Uh, they're killing Siri and replacing her with Eva from Wally. And that seems fine, but then Siri takes it real personally. Uh, classic Siri. And so she orders Eva's around the world to collect all of the humans and carefully don't kill them because it is a kids movie. Um, but to keep them hostage, basically, for later killing, maybe. Anyway, the only human who escapes is Katie and her quirky family, who have quirky family fights across a quirky country road trip as they destroy robots, and eventually the parents learn to respect the kids' art, and the kids finally appreciate that your parents gave up a lot to have you. And It's uh, it's the goofy um, movie plus computers. It is 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 the best way to sum it up. Such a good point. Wow. (laughs) It's the goofy movie. It's well, so, oh, one of they, the things I was gonna, uh, we, I was toying with for our argument later was best parents just don't understand a movie. And if you had said goofy movie, you would have won. That's yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. We're gonna do a different one now, but yeah, goofy. It's a goofy movie with robots. Yeah. Um, and her little brother gets laid. That's the movie. And it's a fucking delight. 
Um, so Anthony, uh, yeah, start yeah. us off. Anthony, you watched this just on a on a hunch. You said, mm-hmm. um, "Please share with me uh, what, what? Why did you ask us to watch this?" Well, uh, I thought it would be a really good companion piece to the other Lord and Miller movies we've done. Even though this wasn't directed by them, it's their production company, and I, I sort of found this common theme through their work that I, I thought was really interesting. I'll get to in a second, but uh, yeah, I kind of went into this. You know, I heard good reviews. I didn't know much about it. What I meant by saying I really thought I wasn't going to like it was from the one trailer I saw a while ago. I thought that the movie would be like a technology is bad type movie, which is mm. a thing I just really roll my eyes at yeah, a lot. Yeah, exhausting. But I, I was actually really enjoyed where this movie kind of comes down on that. And then the sort of like meme humor and everything that the movie sort of does, I thought very early on, I was like, am I going to find this super grating? But I didn't. It completely worked for me. I think this movie is like maybe the most like jokes that land per minute than any movie I've seen in years. Have you ever Um, watched uh any gravity falls i have not no because I, I watched a little bit for a bonus episode which you can go back in our archives and find because ezra loves it ezra and yes, his son love gravity falls. really good things and so i watched a couple of them and yeah it's really solid mm-hmm. and i and it's i did not know that they were gravity falls people but watching it i was like this is kind of a gravity falls sense of humor mm-hmm. but a little bit darker um but gravity falls is like a it's i mean it's a very kid show kid show but like with jokes that I legitimately like, yeah. not like yeah. for a kid's show. I like it, but like, and this has a couple of like, kind of like some dark. Yeah. Um, I, like one of my, Prancer belongs, belongs to the, the canyon, canyon now. now. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say possibly my favorite really short joke where they <laughs> go on a trip into a Canyon and kill a donkey. Yeah. And yeah, just uh, very super funny. dark. Yeah. Oh, um, God, and, there are some really good jokes. And yeah. the flight, the, the flight safety thing from the robots, uh, mm-hmm. was, that little skit was comedically uh, perfect. The, just start to finish. The joke about uh, Olivia Coleman's going to treat the guy like we treat our phones. Uh, yeah. It's oh, like yeah, a right. pretty long extended bit that I thought yeah. was hilarious. Um, yeah, and Olivia Coleman is mad. The, her, yeah. the phone is mad. Siri is mad. She's like, I'm just going to flop around on the desk. And then the yeah. phone just flops around on a desk angrily. And then they, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, but, some of the humor, like, yeah, really got me, but it felt very Gravity Falls. Yeah, so I really enjoyed the humor. I really love this movie. And the reason I, I thought it was, you know, one, it's visually stunning. It is the type of movie, like, I, I'm a big fan of Pixar films. I really like Disney animation. But this is the type of movie, along with the other Lord and Miller animated movies, like Lego Movie and Spider-Verse, that I'm like, wait, this is what animation could look like? Like, we could be getting this yearly in terms of, like, this, the, just the ambition and the new revolutionary, like, shading techniques and weird stylistic mm-hmm. stuff that Stylistic they thing is my yeah. question, is because I... The whole movie, I was on the fence about the art style, and I feel like they took some swings, and there were parts that I really liked, but there was something about, like, the dad's beard looked like it was done by a different team than the rest of his Mm. body, and there were, like, choices like that where it was, like, the whole, like, the there were painted backdrops that looked like old-fashioned Disney movies, like, beautiful oil painting backdrops, but then there's sometimes they weren't. And that was a little jarring for yeah. me, the different backdrop style. Anyway, but I was on the fence about it. I, didn't, I, I couldn't decide if I liked it or not. I really enjoyed the, loved the old style. It is the type of movie that made me want to like really 
I was really bummed out I couldn't see this in a theater. Because I really feel yeah, like me seeing too, this dude. projected mm-hmm. the cleanest quality vision. It's on Netflix, which is like, it's awesome that it's super available. But Netflix doesn't have the best streaming quality, especially like the sort of use of blacks get really crushed and um, like pixelated, which I'm really not a fan of. So I definitely want to, I'm definitely going to get this on Blu-ray when it does come out. Um, but the reason why I really wanted to talk about it and the thing that I thought was really interesting about this through line of Lord and Miller's animated movies, that this movie kind of helped me pen in the context, something I think is really cool. Anthony, I, I'm super excited about this point, so I don't want to feel like I'm cutting you off, but I okay. do want to hear a general thought from Hunter first before we get okay. into this really cool sure. specific point. Yeah. So, Hunter, what was your vibe from it? Uh, I, I, really, I really liked it. Um, I liked it a lot. I think the... I, I, I feel like I am completely bought in with the animation style. Um, not to be uh, like derivative, but uh, it, it reminds me so much of, I don't know if it's just like a house style, like it's all the same animators on all these movies. I mean, it's all Sony pictures animation, but I don't know who works from film to film. But to me, the, the thing you're describing with like the almost mixed uh, mixed media uh, animation of it where it's like 3d kind of pixar looking stuff but also like has this like 2d expressiveness to it uh mm-hmm. that stuff all really works for me mm-hmm. uh yeah. i and i i feel like what's happening is these movies are kind of finding a different way than the direction that pixar has gone with their animation and it's uh more expressive it's more colorful uh and it's 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 just goofier and it works a lot better i think for for comedy even Pixar, by comparison, I think looks a lot cleaner than mm-hmm. than uh, this animation style does. But I'm just glad there's something else now. That's like when I watch yeah. these movies, I'm like, wow, like somebody else is like kind of hitting that Pixar level. We're getting to that. I yeah, loved the Spider-Verse art, and I felt like they were doing things that I had not seen before that were really creative and great. And this, yes. I feel like there's stuff I haven't seen before, and it didn't quite gel. It just didn't quite come together in a way that made sense for me. I think that's but totally I, fair, because they're, yeah, they're swinging more. It. it was more. so beautiful. Yeah I, yeah, I agree. And it is fascinating. I mean, I we... I think we would all like to have there be two successful animation companies. Yes. Yeah. Um, and well, technically three because Disney Animation and Pixar are two different companies. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But they're right. the, they for the long time were the only two game in town. Like I, I told you guys over messages, like the idea that this same company five years ago was doing like the emoji movie. Yeah, I, I believe when and I then, did the opening to the, the Spider-Verse, I said from the company that brought you the emoji movie. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah and, which is and, crazy to think about. And then just this like run between this and uh, Spider-Verse, Hair Love, which is a short film that kind of went really viral like two years oh, ago, yeah. won an Oscar. That was Sony uh, Animation, Image Works. Uh, so like they've just been on fire. The past yeah, few years, stuff. this is um, cool, and the fact they have Lord and Miller is really good. That's yeah. a great couple of people to have. I mean, I, I loved Spider Verse, and I love the Lego Movie, and I, yeah. I have not liked movies as many movies as much as I enjoyed the Lego Movie. Yeah. It's up and, there with like the most I've lo- like walked out of a theater glowing. Yeah, and so. like those three movies, like the uh, kind of the sort of the lightning light bulb above my head watching this one of sort of like. Uh, what I think Lord and Miller Productions is doing that's so interesting with animation, where like a lot of other companies, like say a Pixar or Disney, right? They sort of they use classic Disney Disney animations, but they have a very set house style, right? All their yeah. movies kind of look the same, right? And they like you know they look great. You know, Frozen is an incredible looking movie. Soul's an incredible looking movie, but there's a very 
clean sort of realistic style for the most yeah. part right and what what you see with the lord and miller production specifically the lego movie spider-verse and this is that they are taking the sort of the subject matter and thinking about how we think about the visual language of the thing to like apply that to the movie so like the lego movie is they could have done that like a very normal animated movie but we've all seen stop animation shorts with legos we know how legos work and like the movie narratively and visually is like tied in to how we express experience legos and i I would have preferred them to do it stop motion a little bit but yeah yeah, it was great but but you you understand why they did it right it's much easier and like you know it's just yeah, no, it's easier. Yeah, it's cheaper. Yeah, I get and, it. But it would have been cool. Yeah, and then like the Spider-Verse is a movie that's about comic books, and it's like all about taking visual language stuff from comic books and like applying that to animation. And then yeah. this is all about like YouTube culture, meme culture, right? And like the way there's a visual language that is set up on the internet that hasn't really jumped over the film yet. And like that's what I think is so interesting about this theme of like they're not just making movies that look yeah. like the house style. They're finding what the subject matter is and then right. integrating that into the artwork, into the story, into the like the themes and the expressiveness and like the way this movie has like actual like quick cutaways to actual memes or like yeah. illustrations happening over the frame like someone I love is the illustration drawing. parts i thought that was great I, and I, yeah they, they use filters there's filters in an animated movie it's right. great yeah <laughs> and i just i love that idea of like you know what there's you know the classic t- disney's 12 old men uh classic animation principles have been you know drilled into every old student's head and to see them be like well what else can we take to influence animation and like i just think that's so incredible. I think that's really interesting. I, it's great that you mentioned YouTube culture because that's such a crucial part of this movie is about YouTube. Uh, she's a YouTube success. Um, and it's weird to watch a movie like this that was made before TikTok existed, basically. They yeah. were working on this before TikTok <laughs> launched. That's how recent TikTok is. Mm. So to see a thing where it's like, like watching this, I'm like, wow, she's not a billionaire. She would be so <laughs> rich from TikTok for these things because every movie she made is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Right. So that was, I actually wonder if maybe the people at uh, Cal Tech, Cal Arts, what is it? Anyway. Cal Arts. Um, yeah. Cal Arts. I, maybe the people at Cal Arts couldn't get themselves to make a worse movie for her. Like, mm-hmm. I think her art should have been crappier because she was in high school still. And they were like, they made it like she was a midway through college, I guess. Anyway, um, that's just no, you're all right, though. She would be a, if it was a TikTok movie, it would be like, well, she's a billionaire. And the story would be about Dude. her dealing with her massive success. And good like, co- yeah, good cop dog dog cop would have gone to her head. She right. would be living in a TikTok would be house in L.A. Yeah. instead yeah. of going to this college. Like I found my right. people were all Man, kids I want who got rich story, actually of this normal like kind of well, actually not normal, but like weird, weird kind of boomer family. And then all of a sudden the daughter becomes a billionaire. And like, yeah. how do they deal with that? That's yeah. a great story. Yeah. I mean, that move somebody's working on those movies. Um, so Anthony, tell me now your your grand theory about technology in the Lord and Miller world. Or was that the one about art that you just did that was the, about the, technology that was too? The, that was, that the, was the, one. the one I just did. About so when the, I told the, you we were going to put it off, you yeah. snuck it back in on me anyway. <laughs> well, I thought um, we were just getting to it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, we but, got to like, it perfectly. Okay, great. Yeah. I thought it was about how they thought about technology in the movie because you said that you'd mentioned that you were you you were worried about it, but then you came around. Oh, no, I, that was that was just like me. Like for the first trailer, I was like, "Is this going to be a movie about like 
how kids need to get off the damn phones and like I mean it's still like it was clear that they were like I want the dads who think that who have a sign that says no phones at the table I want them to enjoy this movie and then I want them to maybe a little bit come around but not entirely yeah well I mean and, the movie is the you know I'm not to spoil anything but like sort of the thematic thing it's not the kids having to have less technology it's the parents having to have some technology right well, like but, it's, so I want it so I this is what I feel like is I feel like those two forces are fighting in the movie and in the end they're like look we will use computers if you just acknowledge that I gave up everything I've ever loved to raise you and that <laughs> That little bit felt just a tiny bit weird to me that the boomerness of it didn't quite hit me. And I think that's one of the things that kept me from this was not the pure joy for me walking out the Lego movie was. I thought this was like a really this is a fine bit of family entertainment. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed there were some great jokes. And then there were just a few things that like just that like that plot line of parents don't understand just didn't dazzle me. The way the way Goofy movie brings me to tears every time when he does the dance. I didn't feel that way with him in the YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't, I don't think this is as good as Lego, a spider verse, but like if it was, that would be like, who the hell makes three movies in a row? That <laughs> no, right? like, just, and I, I think this is a solid follow-up. Yeah. I'm yeah, also yeah, kind of on solid, Alex's yeah. page of not, of, I think it's, I'm at like a good but not great kind of point yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and, but, and I love animated movies and I love seeing people take swings. So the things you're talking about with yeah. art, like, yeah, I love the big swings of it. Yeah. And I love this. I, I love it. If Sony is going to be this and not Emoji Movie, that's so good for the world. Yeah. Um, and, and I want people who come out of CalArts to have two different employment opportunities. Yeah. And I think that, like, besides all that kind of stuff, and again, this. I, I don't know how you guys will feel, but this, I don't think it's a spoiler at all. But I do think that the, another thing that I really loved about this movie, and it's it's so sad because the bow is so incredibly low, especially for like LGBT representation in kids movies. Yeah. Uh, and I thought this movie is honestly the best I've ever seen it depicted because it was just like a main character. It's a thing in the background. It's not made a point of. And you, especially like another thing to compare it to Disney is you look at like the last few years when Disney is like, in this new Pixar movie, we're going to have a first openly gay character. And it's like a side character who's a cop and also a mythological animal. And right. you're like, oh. And it's hardly brought up. It's just yeah. like one little mention. Yeah. And it's just like, or like in the Beauty and the Beast live action remake when they right. release all these press releases. That was really egregious. That was the worst time they'd ever yeah. done that, I think. And then they treat it like an M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end when it's like, yeah. hey, little gay kids in the audience, you two can grow up to be the villains sycophantic friend like <laughs> it's just it's so i mean all of these are still better than harry potter where it was just a fun fact tweeted years later yeah exactly. that was never just never came up in eight books you never thought to mention it and then three movies about yeah. that character and it yeah. still doesn't come never up. Came yeah. up yeah i so i so as far as whether this is a spoiler i don't think it is i and I, partially that's because i saw like a, i'd seen something about this before i watched it that was like this is a thing that covers this issue well and I, I still think it's pretty minor. But uh, that's the thing. That's what I, I'm saying. It's minor in the but, sense that it's but, not like they don't point a big arrow will stop the movie to bring it up. And it's like it's something that is like a main character. That's just a part of her fabric. Right. And I yeah. love that. Like that is where the, the how low the bar is by having a character where it, it seems natural. It's, it doesn't seem like forced. Like because. 
look, shit, shitheads on the internet are going to complain about anything involving representation. Yeah, I mean, this movie right? has a girl in it. They're already yeah. furious. But the <laughs> when like you are watching like an like a Pixar movie and the plot stops to introduce this like female cop who's like I'm gonna go home to my wife. It's just like yeah, this is the shit they can comp- like. It's so easy for them to throw that back in people's faces about like shoving yeah. it down their throats or whatever. And like this is the type of stuff where it's just it's a main character. It's it's in the plot. It's just a part of her. Like that is like the good type of representation and what. I well, wish I we so, got yeah. more rather than yeah. doing something offensive and then releasing press releases about it. Right, right. Yeah, so the fact uh, that they is... did not release press releases about it is much to their credit. Yeah. Um, I did, and I, I do think she is a super interesting, solid main character. You know, I've seen a lot of like, I'm weird and I don't fit in. And this was a very different version of that, a different character who had a different journey of that. And I thought that was rad. Mm-hmm. I do like... I think if you are weird and you get into a college and you make weird friends, that's great. And so the part of the movie that's like, oh, no, it's good to spend more time with your judgy family and not with your cool new friends, like hurt me a little bit. I don't know that it quite got there for me with that part for her, but I thought she is a rad character. And I think her dad is like almost an interesting character. And her mom is not a character at all until the very end. Um where, when she does one thing, uh, that was my main cons- complaint was that I thought they forgot to give mom any character. Her character was, she was jealous of people on Instagram, I guess, but the, yeah. like, it like, well, what happened was, I'll just tell you my experience of this, which was that my wife didn't have time to watch the whole thing with me. She had some work to do. So she joined me 40 minutes in. And so I paused it and I caught her up and I could not think of a single thing to tell her about her mom. I was like, she's jealous on Instagram and she has purple glasses. I think that's it. Well, I mean, she hasn't taken a side in the boomers versus kids fight. She's the peacekeeper, right? Which is something yeah, just, that I yeah. know from, like, I don't, it reminded me a lot of, like, my, my mom. Like, I know a lot of moms like that, especially in moms who, like, who have been sort of forced through strong personalities to try to be a mediator to keep a family together. Like, yeah, I, I, personally I think you could do that. Like, I think that, that role that. is important, but I don't think that's quite character enough for her. And I wish she had gotten a little bit more the way dad had a thing to live for. And she was just like, I'm here for you and your dad. I mean, it's. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's okay for the movie to be primarily about the relationship between uh, her and her dad. It is, but I feel like the yeah. younger brother was more well-rounded. Yeah, I mean, I I think, mean that's 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 it's tough because they're uh, neither of them are the really. The dog as was important. more well-rounded. I don't. I mean, come on, the dog yeah, is just right. a joke. That's yeah, I all. But I, I wanted to point yeah. out one one thing about um, what is uh, Abby Jake or Katie Katie Mitchell, the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just this, like one little detail about her that really get that one point she's like in her room listening to music and she's listening to like, Oh, I don't even remember what it was. It was like Kathleen. It was, it was something with Kathleen, uh, Hannah. Uh, maybe it was La Tigra. I don't know. It could have been bikini kill or something, but regardless, whatever it was, it was very like, uh, nineties, like early two thousands. And it just kind of hit me as like, I just imagined like white dude writers being like this is what she's listening to and it's like but what would she be listening to really is she gonna be listening to this and this is just such a minor detail but it really kind of annoyed me a little bit Interesting, well, it, yeah. well, it definitely seemed they, like white dude writers picking a thing for her to be listening to not well also authentic. at the same at the same time i i uh I, I definitely know i listened to a lot of music in high school that uh older people would have been like no, that was just the music I listened to. I just think that's sure. more of a sign totally. that maybe we're getting old and the stuff we liked when we were younger is now like the cool stuff cool kids are into, uh, which is very depressing and sad. It makes me feel very old. 
So. Yeah, I feel fine. Uh, about it. Um, yeah, I yeah, I there is you know there is something about having two white guy writers writing a movie about a teenage girl that they might right. make some misses. Right. Um, I wouldn't have noticed from that. A, um, it's a minor detail. I don't even know why yeah. I brought it up, but it was I, just it's interesting. That got me. I, I just I want to go back to her movies for a second because Good Cop Dog Cop is solid, mm-hmm. but the the viral video where she is on a road trip and she has a really stupid dog and she's constantly tricking her dad to turning and getting the dog to lick him in the mouth that would rule i would Mm. subscribe to her so fast with that series it's just so good i what a great idea for a thing a way to make your road trip good um, I don't understand why she's doing it with an old camcorder. I don't know why she had that and recording over home movies yeah, like, is a little weird. And that's another thing that's a little like out of place time wise where I'm like, why is, but I don't, I mean, they needed that quirky. because the phones aren't working and right. yeah, yeah, she's quirky, but yeah. Um, it helps the, with the script. What other, Ooh, I, one, what? I want to say one thing about the dog real quick. Cause you were just talking about the dog and I remembered there's a, there is a joke. I'm going to spoil a joke real quick, but it's just because it was a joke that I saw and I was like, oh my God, I've never seen this joke before. But so it's a pug, right? So its eyes are all like bug eyed mm-hmm. and stuff. And there was a point in the movie where his he's looking at something and his eyes like straighten up for a moment. And mm-hmm. it got me so good. And I have yeah. never seen that bit. He, works, of a pug. he, he was trying. He worked hard to like get his eyes to straighten his up. Like his eyes. Yeah. It was so, it's so good. good it's, yeah. it's like the Essentially, best Essentially, beyond me. that, this pug is the chicken from Moana. So yeah. it's just, this is the dumbest animal that's ever lived. Um, <laughs> and if you don't keep an eye on it, it'll walk off, walk into the ocean and drown. The yeah. only only other thing that really bugged me for the entirety of the movie is her younger brother's voice. It just seemed like it just didn't sound right. There was something about it that sounded, I don't know, it sounded like a 40-year-old guy in that voice, which all of the kids are, all kids are usually voiced by much older people. But yeah, yeah. his voice was so grating and weird, and I couldn't figure out what he was doing, or it seemed like a choice that was bad. Anyway, it's the writer-director, Michael Rianda. That, oh. he was the one doing that Aaron voice, and I... And I'm mystified by it. Did you guys notice that? Did that bother you? Am well, I the only I, one? I definitely know. So, like, in animation, young boys are usually done by adult women, right? Yeah. Like, that is just sort the of... The Simpsons thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, like, it it was definitely, like, a grown man's voice. Uh, but I didn't mind it because I, I really found the character super endearing. Yeah, the, the, um, the character was rad. I just thought, like, it was an old man making a weird choice is what it sounded like to me. It sounded right. like he was getting direction that I didn't agree with or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, what I'd, old I'd... men are known to do. Make choices. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think that's basically all. Uh, the Oh, one last thing I'll say is that the ending of it, the credits of it, are included awkward family photos from the people who made the movie. And I loved it. Yeah, I, yeah, love I thought that. that was a great choice. It was thematic, was but also it was adorable. It was really another, fun. Another fun thing I love when movies do. Um, but yeah, I I really, really like this movie. It's almost two hours, which is really rare for animated movies. Well, I okay, really sorry, I gotta cut you off there because I so it's one four, it's one fifty four, but twenty two minutes of that is Netflix uh, um, doing their uh, credits where they're like, "Here's everyone who's played every character in every language." Like. Oh. Of the 154, it stops 15 or 20 minutes early. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I was so confused. Well, because because we had, like, as I mentioned before, an issue with time tonight. Mm. We were worried about how much time we had for that uh, the, the movie. And so when it was like, I was like, I, pa- I paused at one point to get up and get a drink. And I was like, wait, it says there's 40 minutes left. 
but it certainly feels like they're about to win against right. the machines. Yeah. And so I was like, are, is there going to be 22 minutes of game like one? And there was like a Lord of the Rings style epilogue. It felt like it was going to have a Lord of the Rings epilogue. And then it didn't. It just had a, the longest credit sequence I've ever seen. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So it's not quite two hours. But yeah, anyway, sorry. To, to your point, it's still, it is still like not 85. Yeah, and it's a bit longer for most animated movies, but I think it really uses its length well. Uh, I I felt like it blew by fast for me, and that probably explains a little bit more because it's 20 minutes shorter than I thought it was. Um, But yeah, I I just really like, if you, I think, like I said, the visuals are just so overwhelming, and it's, again, I really love a lot of Disney stuff, but it's just, man, this is the type of movie that is like, it costs like a third of like what Frozen 2 did. And it's just incredible how much better it looks. Um, I mean, you look, uh, I assume that's because they did not treat their animators super well, but um, (laughs) because that's the classic not Disney thing. um, And animators are traditionally treated explicitly badly, extremely badly. Anyway, but um, I, as you know, I love whatever the second place company is in any field. Right. I'm always going to be Google adidas i love a second place yeah and, and this so is if, second place if sony is going to be second place i'm open to it wait a minute who the fuck is google second place to apple in terms I mean, of like in, phones yeah 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 sorry yeah yeah, yeah. Like google's kind of has a uh, kind of doing pretty well in a lot of other fields that's true yeah yeah insert um, well in search i'm obviously using duck duck bing. go yeah, yeah or bing i should why, yeah the classic bing on the show we've talked about bing for so many years how did i not bring bing right away but yeah um yeah, <laughs> yeah i love a bing i, I tried check stop clearing that's why i, I stopped plugging bing tried i tried so hard to be a bing person for a week and it's just objectively bad so, you just anyway, can't do it you, you can't, can't bring it. yourself but to yeah do it. I, but like android adidas that kind of thing i just love yeah. a second place company warner brothers to disney and other fields but so if this is gonna be second place animation to pixar bring it i just hope you know that they keep uh you know letting i don't know like i it feels like there was like a sea change with uh this animation studio because it's not like you know they were obviously they made the emoji movie but right um to me, it feels like Sony Pictures in general has just kind of been in a bad place for a while. Yeah. And so I hope that what has happened, my theory, is just that the the power has kind of slid the other way, that the executives aren't uh, telling them to make another... I mean, I'm sure they'll make more of those... What are they called? The Transylvania movies? What, oh, yeah. Hotel Transylvania. Hotel, Hotel I mean, Transylvania. People really love that. Like, say they're oh, yeah. I'm not saying they don't good. sell well. I've never I, seen them. But I just mean I, these movies feel like the like people being given the power to do something interesting and a, and a little yeah. bit risky, especially with mostly with the animation. I would say. I mean, this is like a it's a standard family adventure comedy, you know. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, they it's, got it's great. They got Spider Verse to um, Getty yeah. Tardensky, the guy who did like Samurai Jack and um, like the original Clone Wars and Primal. He's got yeah. a new animated movie coming out with them. Hmm. Um, I'm sure so that'll like, be awesome. They, I love that guy. They have some really good, high quality stuff in the jumper. Uh, yeah. I just, I really hope Spider Verse Two is. Uh, well, is it called is Back Into the Spider Verse? <laughs> I I don't know what the deeper title into is. the Spider Verse. I mean, you've got a verb already in the sentence. Yeah. It should be it yeah. should be perfect for this. If it's just called Into the Spider Verse Two, I'm going to be furious. No, I can't imagine it will be called Into the Spider Verse Two. Okay, read in the Spider Verse. Re into the Spider Verse. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, all right. So 
that is Mitchell's versus the machine. Check it out on Netflix. We have one, two more things to do real quick, and then we'll get out of here. All right. Uh, first up, segment three, the argument. First up of the two after two, so three. Um, segment three, the argument. So I mentioned we're not going to do best parents just don't understand movie. Um, instead, I would like best high concept family film. Best high concept family film. So I'm the judge this week, right? I believe that is correct. That you. No. So if I remember correctly, the last time we did this was the um horror movie we watched the um italian horror movie oh yeah yeah yeah. and we played best horror movie and i um correctly said uh scream and you incorrectly said the uh psycho and anthony picked you so you are the judge so anthony and i are competing for best high concept family film well okay Um, i need to get a few okay so does it by family film do you yes. mean a movie that involves a family or a movie that is oh, just for a family? No, like, for families. The kind of entertainment, the the Disney, the PG or less. Okay, because um, I kind of like the idea of a high concept film that involves a whole family. You already nailed that, though. Yeah. It's a goofy movie. It's the right one. Well, I mean, I think because you could say something like that. Because you can have like a family movie that's not a family movie, right? Like the the National mm-hmm. Lampoon's Vacation movies, right? Right, right. Not for Which families, like, not for no. families, but they're high no. concept family movies. And I would say like like you know the first one in Christmas are really really good. So um, here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna let you make that decision, and then we'll see which one Hunter prefers. Mm. So I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'll I'll stall for you while I tell you my answer. Um, and then you can pick your answer that Hunter will like better. So my answer for best high concept family film, and that is blank check, or <laughs> as it is in written the UK, blank check with the Q. So obviously the 1994 comedy where uh, the concept is yeah. that a kid gets hit by a car. Home Alone era of cinema. Classic Home Alone era. Definitely should have picked Home Alone. Good point. Yeah, I mean, Um, Home Alone was the first thing my mind went to because it is the definitive high concept. I mean, it is, without Home Alone, there is no blank check. But but Alex likes the second place, okay? And this was, this is the (laughs) off-brand Home Alone. this is the first thing I could think of. Anyway, (laughs) I loved blank checks so much as a kid. So he gets hit by a car, the guy gives him a check, and he was like, all, but forgets to write the price, so he writes a million dollars, and Dude. it just so happens that guy just robbed a bank. And Everyone had a that saw dollars. this movie when they were a kid, they like looking at their parents, being like, "So this is how banks work? Like yeah. this is?" <laughs> and then they, it has to be explained that this is not how banks work. It's so not I even in the nineties; it wasn't. It. But just the idea of a kid who's got a million dollars and needs to learn an important lesson. Did they even is, sort of explain why he's able to do that? Or because yeah, like, the guy, did they try the guy at all? had just robbed a bank and put a million dollars in with that banker. So he goes to the, here's what I remember the, and the password is, uh, or the guy's name is juice. So he mm-hmm. goes to the bank to see the, and the, the tellers are like, you can't, that's not real. And they get the guy who's the criminal who's helping them launder the money. And the guy is like, Oh, Oh yeah, I'm here. I'll give you your million dollars. So you're juice. And he's like, no, I'm not thirsty. Anyway, it's a great joke. <laughs> um, that's, uh, but yeah, yeah it's be- it's because of a crime and a person. So it's not it's it's explained that this is not how banks normally work. It was right. um, stolen money, and that's why he had it there. It's funny but, too because what I love about Blank Check is that it's like you get the first and like maybe even into the second act of this movie, 
and it's like actually pretty original as far as what well, I mean it's yeah. it's stupid but it's like it's a it's it's something I hadn't seen before and then in the third act they're like let's just do Home Alone and they literally just do <laughs> the final act of Home but Alone like Home almost alone, exactly the, the same a movie. million dollars yeah that's the but, only difference but even in Home Alone he's kind of it's kind of a nice house he lives in it's yeah. not that different yeah I mean yeah, to be fair Home Alone is also like a fairly original. I mean, the whole thing is original, but like the first two acts are just a kid home alone by himself. And then in the last 30 minutes is when it becomes home alone and the right. criminals break right. in, right? So right. it is kind of, it doesn't. Yeah, so like I, I said, I would have picked home alone if I'd thought of it. But the first thing yeah. that occurred to me is blank check and I did not it, do enough preparation. Anthony, isn't go ahead. Tone, tone Loke in blank check and he like Indeed. wants to kill the kid. Isn't I that think he's thing? one of the people who wants to kill the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it sounds right. Well, I'm going to interpret this as uh best high concept movie about a family. Sure. Uh, so I'm going to say Terminator 2. Uh, Whoa. It's about uh, a family unit that's got a loan to come together. Uh-huh. Uh, at the mm-hmm. end, the machine mm-hmm. loans why we do cry, but it is something he can never do. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then he goes into the lava with his thumb. Up, and him and uh, John Connor and Sarah Connor uh, learned that there's hope for the future. Yeah. yeah. It yeah, kind of connects to the yeah. movie we watched, too, because it's like we basically watched like Terminator, but for your family. Yeah. yeah. There was, was a the family Terminator vibe here. Yeah. I think maybe, I mean, I'm here's my choice. I'm going to pick. Wait, before you say Hunter, before, yeah. before you do that, I just want to yeah. say. Yeah. In the history of all humankind. Do you really want to be the one person who takes blank check over Terminator 2? I'm just saying. Yeah. That's on you. Yeah. Well, yeah, but do you want to take your eight-year-old child to blank check or to, or to Terminator 2? So this, Anthony, by choosing the other version of this, uh, you've left open the possibility of ruining your young family. I saw Terminator 2 when I was like eight, and it was awesome. I don't okay, know. Yeah, so that is actually the most. I think if, if the yeah. prompt was most kick-ass movie when you're eight, uh, <laughs> Terminator 2 I think wins overall. But I do, I do think that that Anthony telling you that this happened to him might actually work against him in some ways as an argument for the, taking your kids there. Now, see, I don't accept. I, I don't accept uh, arguments. I don't accept uh, like if you, you tell don't, me you can't, his, you can't make your case. <laughs> No, no, no. You can't you can't make my case. I'm making my own cases in my head. What I really want to do is just I wish one of you had picked Dunstan checks in because that's my favorite Home Alone knockoff movie uh, Mm. because it's just uh, I've never uh, seen Dunstan checks in. Dunstan checks in. It's just like there's a monkey in it. There's a monkey. It's just it's all it is. It's like even lazier. Home Alone with a monkey. They're just like home alone. It's in a hotel, and uh, there's a monkey. Done. Yeah. Done. Wow. That's it. Yeah, That's I never thought movie. of this, but so Home Alone is basically the. Um, uh, it's like it's the proto kids movie. The way uh, um, uh, the um, I forgot it. Never mind. You, well, I mean, <laughs> first, have you ever looked at the amount of money Home Alone made when it came no. out? Home no. Alone. It was you huge. Should, was it's ungodly huge? It's impossible to wrap your head around a movie like Home Alone doing the type of money Home Alone. It was like the biggest, highest grossing movie of the year by like a huge margin. The sequel came out within like a year. They rushed it wow. out that fast. Um, 
Yeah, Dude, you no, know, you know what? You know what it is. I just realized is that Home Alone really is just Die Hard, but he's a kid. Yeah, that's so, all it is. Is they so, saw Die Hard and they were like, "This yeah. would if they were children, though, we this need, would also yeah, Die work. Hard, a children's version." So <laughs> essentially, there. If it weren't for Die Hard, we'd never get blank check. Yeah. Dude, uh, yeah. Home Alone grossed four hundred and seventy-six million dollars on an eighteen million dollar budget in nineteen ninety. Insane. Wow. Which is yep insane well that this is, is why so... this was this is why the early 90s had so many more of these high concept family films than no, later yeah. was there was a time when they thought this is how you just print a billion dollars yeah. yeah i mean home alone printed i mean can we yeah. you know what's a fun game thinking of movies that got ruined because they thought a donald trump cameo was cute <laughs> in 1991 <laughs> Have you ever thought about yeah. that? Like yeah. how many? But, like, wait, uh, he's in two though. He's not in the first one. He's in two. One. Yes. He's in he's two. In two. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. couldn't work uh, him in. They, he wanted in the first one, but they couldn't work <laughs> yeah, him yeah. into the story. They're like, "Well, so why would you be on this street? Like, what?" Yeah. <clears throat> um, wow. um, I need to. Wow. I need to. I need to make my choice. You need to make a ruling. I need to hear a ruling. Um, so, I just gotta say before I tell you which movie I've chosen, I just gotta mm-hmm. say that when Preston Waters sees an opportunity, mm-hmm. he takes it. Yeah. It's blank check. Oh, it's got to be blank check. Yeah, you should have just got, taken Home Alone in the easy win, Anthony. But I'll take it. Home um, Alone was the Home Alone highest is, grossing. Is the actual winner, but of the yeah. choices I had, I have to pick blank check. Listen to this: Home Alone is the highest grossing live action comedy until The Hangover Part Two in 2011. <laughs> wow. It took 31 years. Yeah. Dude, and just like Terminator, no, or just, and, and just like Die Hard, it's a Christmas it movie. It took right. 21 years for a live action comedy to surpass Home Alone. And yeah, that's with, in, with inflation. So I, I wonder if you adjust for inflation, if, if it's I think of it, you actually crossed Home Alone. Yeah, it's just, it's it really is. It comes down to the genre, right? Like, yeah. that's not the type of movie that makes a crazy amount of money and just takes the, you know, the world by storm. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, it just it would never, would never have a run. Like movies just don't have runs like that these days. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, insane. That is um, insane. Um, also, so I, like, I, w- I was thinking about blank check again, like last, a year or two ago when I read um, the book about writing by the guy who wrote blank check, Blake Snyder. Um, and he, uh, he t- was talking about the time in like the mid nineties when he was writing this, where it was like, if you had an original idea or an original, if you had an idea for a, uh, not based on other IP original, uh, story for a family movie that would not cost too much to make, there would be a bidding war. So there was like, like, he got like a million dollars for a blank check himself. Like he actually yeah. got his own blank check out of it, which is crazy. Um, there's, a. uh, he like and they did like a thing where they made a backpack full of fake money and put the script in it and sent it to a bunch of different producers <laughs> to like get excitement. <laughs> anyway, this is a neat idea. Um, all right, so we're gonna wrap on that and do one more, not an argument, but just one quick question. We're gonna dip into the read and weep mailbag. And I'm sorry it took me so long to get to this. Normally I try to get Patreon questions in as soon as possible, but we were in the middle of the Oscars fiasco. So here is a question from Meat Buddy Tom from our Patreon who says, What are your thoughts? on Netflix offering the option to watch a movie up to 1.5 times speed or slowing oh. it down to 0.5 times speed. I don't have a lot of time for my time 
for myself. And if it's a movie that I'm not that interested in, I'm happy to save myself a half hour watching it. Um, I'm already listening to podcasts faster and I've gotten used to that. Right. Uh, what do they- you guys think? There is an interesting assumption built into this that I would like to hear more about. Uh, about I'm movie, watching movies where I'm not that interested in it. Yeah, but. why are you not, watch something you're interested in? What yeah. are you? What? Like time is very valuable. Yeah, Tom. And- like I watch things I don't not that interested in for the show. That's why I listen to audiobooks on two two X is because I was doing it for the show. I like the only things I've watched sped up have been stuff for homework assignments. But if I'm watching it for fun, I think I'm ready for it to take the normal amount of time. Yeah, and then, like I get if you even want to have something on in the background to kind of watch. But then like, why would you watch that at two times speed? Just to have like a fucked up audio track. Um, well, but no, if, I, so it, they might be if they're yeah. It depends. So if you're doing it the way audio does when they do, when audio does two times speed, like for podcasts, they do um, they take out pauses. And like they do it without making it just sound squeaky, but yeah, if you're doing the video two times, it would have to be squeaky. Yeah, I don't. Like I, it. I gotta say, Tom, I don't think you are actually watching these movies. Is really the mm. thing. So, there, what's the point? You know? Okay. So, but let's say, okay. So, is there a, a situation that's not for this podcast that you could imagine that you would um, want to uh, watch something sped up? Um, a movie? I mean, Are we ta- we're talking movies because I'll watch well, a YouTube video sped up. So YouTube on- for sure. So what's yeah. I guess the yeah. middle ground is let's say, but specifically on Netflix because yeah, YouTube I watch some long ass videos sometimes that are very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that, but on Netflix, no. I mean I don't think there's any. There's nothing. I mean, why would I be watching? Why would I be watching something that I'm like, oh, I'm going to speed it up and just ruin? All of the pacing, all of the audio, the sound. Like, I mean, if it was I like a reality show you wanted to binge to kind of like get all something that you didn't really need, but like, I don't know. I just, and I hate to sound like really kind of pretentious with shitty here, but like, no, let's do it. That's so, that's the, yeah, this is the, so yeah. much. Wait, what now? You're gonna that. start that yeah. now? Yeah. We yeah. need to do so this much... for, for this person. That's what we're yeah, being asked like, to do this. I, I just feel like genuinely like I have I don't know if like too much respect is the word but like there's so much thought goes into how something is edited and put together and paced right right like it's just I think like by doing that this it's like you why not why not just take the movie re-edit it yourself cut out all the scenes you don't like and then get a 45 minute version instead of a two hour version like you're well, basically doing the same thing. Button. But you're basically doing the same thing. You're like re-editing somebody else's work, which is... Right, just yeah, I'm just telling you, the I reason you don't, don't do that is the time. It just sounds yeah, yeah. exhausting. No, I mean, if, if somebody would take the time to do that, they'd probably just yeah. be the type of person right. that would watch the movie the way it was intended or, or or whatever. I guess reality TV is a is an angle, but I'm not really a reality TV watcher. And the well, reality TV that I have gotten into would not be good sped up. Like, I don't want to watch Bake Off sped up that right. make sense yeah. speed is important although i do so i watch uh battle bots and i i don't want it sped up but i do skip through the boring parts like yeah. i just want to see robots fight i don't want to see every interview in yeah. the pits and so i will skip the repetitive stuff i also watch a lot of shows where you can tell this is like, like discovery channel where you can tell that they do not expect people to watch this the whole way through because they summarize the entire show every four minutes because they just think you're only going to see it if you're skipping through at a hotel. So, I, which is embarrassing that I do watch them from beginning to end. But if you could just look, skip those recaps, that would be great. Look, I think the only person I know of who does anything like this is you know that story about how like Donald Trump would have his kids fast forward through the talking parts. 
a blood sport when he would watch that religiously. <laughs> like he he would watch blood sport all the time, but have his have his kids just fast forward through all the talking. So he was just watching the fighting. But this is my point is this is Donald Trump's sociopath behavior. And I think that if you're doing this type of shit, all right, maybe like maybe think what kind of company do you want to keep? You know, that's a great point. So the point, the answer, Tom, <laughs> is that you are a sociopath. All right. Yeah. Anyway, I- <laughs> please write in podcast at read-weep.com if you have any questions about films or film related <laughs> stuff that you want to talk about, and we will call you names. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's end the show there. <laughs> You know, you should fast forward through this show. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you on. so much for Jeez. listening, everybody. And thank you especially to our meat buddies like Tom, who support the show. Uh, we will be back again uh, next week with another great episode. Uh, we're going to get to our Oscar pool selections soon. Um, if you are the Paul who won our Oscar pool, please respond to my email. I'm guessing you went to spam because I was like, congratulations, you won a prize. Um, to an email I've never emailed before, <laughs> so that's probably a problem. But I did notice when I was emailing, I had said on the show that the Paul who won is a Paul who was sponsored before, and I was confused by my Pauls. I, mix, I got a Paul mix-up, classic Paul mix-up, and so I need to um, separate it back out, different Paul. Anyway, the Paul who won, I will... I'll send you another email that's got no... Con- it doesn't have the word congratulations or winner anywhere in it. There you um, go. Uh, so it sounds a little more friendly, and we'll see if they'll just... Uh, that you was just, just sneak in out of your spam. You but. just said Paul so many times. It doesn't know. sound like a real word. It to was me like, anymore. yeah, it was like literally, it was a Paul Mall. Oh. There were so many of them there. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, please. Otherwise, everybody else, uh, get in touch with us podcast at readersweep.com and on Facebook and Twitter. And I really appreciate all the meat buddies for hanging out. And I'd love to answer some more questions about films or have more arguments that you, you're uh, thinking about. So we'd love to settle them for you. Thanks for being here, Anthony Lopez. Always great. Good chatting with you. Thanks for bringing this to us. And thanks for hanging out. Hunter Donaldson. Thank you. I hadn't made an appearance yet. I thought it was gone. Nope. <laughs> Sneaking in. Yeah. Um, uh, that's always delight. Never a surprise. Never an off-putting surprise when you say goodbye <laughs> with that low of a voice. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. Pshh.